2: We're talking again about body swapping to board, from earth, to boy, from earth, to white and back again. again. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy
0: Thomas. I'm Brenna Levi.
2: And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode, we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week, we are watching the 1999 surrealist comedy Being John Malkovich, starring John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, and John Malkovich, <laughs> where a depressed puppeteer discovers a hidden portal that allows him to enter and control the body of legendary actor John Malkovich. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. So, on to being John Malkovich. This is probably the most convoluted and strange means to a body swap that we have seen in any of the movies that we have done for the podcast. Is this film so out there as to not feel like an entry in the subgenre? Or are you comfortable with categorizing this as another body swap movie?
0: Uh... Lucy? I,
1: I am comfortable. I am comfortable with putting it in there because it means we get to do it for the podcast. But it is like it's unlike anything else in the world. I constantly was just writing down. How does this even... I I can't even imagine, like, thinking, how do you come up with this idea?
0: And I, I would be uh, 100% behind, Lucy, like this mm. film... Is totally a body swap. And just because it does it exceptionally well doesn't yeah. mean it should be taken out of the genre. You
2: take this <laughs> away yeah. from us, More I swear this. to God!
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree. Like it is, it definitely, especially as the film goes on, probably not to begin with, but where it ends up, it definitely belongs in the category of body swap. Mm. The inventiveness behind it, the creativity behind it, it does feel feel like a completely different beast than anything that we've looked at Uh, you know I'd say the only thing that would probably come close in the films that we've watched is maybe your name in terms of taking the genre and breaking it down and then doing something completely unexpected with it Um, yeah, this, this film is, is really great. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know. I mentioned it on the last episode. I watched it for the first time when it came out in 1999. And I think I was a bit too young for it back then. And I remember thinking like, this is a bit strange, like, and not really connecting with it, Mm. but watching it now, I'm like, this is, this is genius. I I love this. And also
1: like being a young person and being like, what the fuck did they do to Cameron Diaz?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what a great Cameron Diaz performance. Yeah, like, like
1: girlfriend, what she can do it. Like what get out of retirement. Oh, I don't know. She's had kids or something. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I think she
2: sells wine now.
1: She's so great.
2: She sells wine. And she
1: married she married yeah. <laughs> a good Charlotte. I don't know one of the good Charlottes.
2: That's the twins, right? Yeah, yeah. She married twins?
1: No, she married a good Charlotte. I don't know which one. Benji?
2: Because Hilary Duff was dating the other one, I'm pretty sure. Like, how amazing would that have been if they were like sisters in law? That's like another... It's Nicole (laughs)
1: Richie is married to the other one.
2: Yeah, she stole him off of Hillary.
1: Yeah, but Nicole Richie oh. and Cameron Diaz are actual sister-in-laws.
2: But fuck that. It could have been <laughs> Cameron Diaz and Hillary Duff as sister-in-laws. Like that's an alternate universe we could have been in. Okay. I want to see that film.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so, last episode, uh you know, you you always have to do the plot properly.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it always just goes forever and it's like impossible and terrible and I said it should be a challenge that you have to do it in 30 seconds. I
0: truly,
1: uh-huh. I truly think we should start a clock and you should try and do it for this film.
2: <laughs> okay. All and right. then, you, and then you, you should
1: like every episode put like a ticking clock over the top. You have to do it in 30 seconds.
2: <laughs> okay. It's so like the have new you got segment. Your time already?
1: The new segment is, uh, you know.
2: 30 seconds. I'm down. I'm down.
1: I'll get a timer ready. I mean, I've sprung it on you so you don't have to get it perfectly this time, but okay. Ready? Okay. Ready? Three, two,
2: one. Okay. So John Cusack is a sad puppeteer that can't get anywhere in his career. Um, so he decides to get a job in a office building, uh, the office that he works in Upward. is on the 7th and a half floor. Um, he finds a portal in there and when he goes <laughs> through the portal he can be in John Malkovich's mind and then he uh, decides to uh, start having an affair with someone in the office and then they start
1: No! 30 seconds hard You can work on it for next the next movie but that's going to be our new thing I've decided
2: Okay. Okay. I
1: don't really have any power in this podcast uh, and you're allowed to say no. I just thought that would be funny. And yeah, also I'm just for, for this film in particular, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, so this film is like, yeah, very complex. Uh, so yeah, as I say, uh, yeah, John Cusack, sad puppeteer. He's got a doting uh, wife. And they live in a house full of animals, including a chimpanzee. And um, <laughs> he's he uh, yeah gets this job on the seventh and a half floor of this building. And because it's the seventh and a half floor, you have to do the emergency stuff on the elevator, and then use a crowbar to open it. And then all the fl- <laughs> the ceilings are like really low, so you have to crouch down whenever you're walking around.
0: Yeah, it's um, a it's a occupational then- safety nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, and just, yeah. like,
1: that feeling of compression, it just comes through. Like, you feel it as well. Like, you feel all boxed in yeah. just watching it. It's yeah. really, it's so well done.
2: Very good visual metaphor for, you know, working uh, your 9-to-5 five. Five job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he's doing his orientation video of uh, seeing why the office building has a 7th and a half floor, which is a hilarious sequence, <laughs> um, there's another woman in the room played by Catherine Keener, who's like this femme fatale, and he is is instantly obsessed with her. Then one day, he's doing some filing, and one of uh, his files falls behind the cabinet. And behind the cabinet, he finds a secret door, and when you go through the door, there's a tunnel. And once you get to the end of the tunnel, you are in John Malkovich's brain. So you can see (laughs) what he sees and feel what he feels, Now, at Um, this point,
0: I think we should just, just if it isn't already obvious, I think we should say spoilers from here on out. And if you haven't watched this film, you've got to watch this film. Um, Yeah. I think that's everyone's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's been out for a long time, so you're really behind if you haven't seen it.
2: But think about all the, like, you know, 15-year-olds that are listening to this podcast. Ugh, I what? Know this oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, no, um, youths. Yeah. I'm glad I told them to recycle last week.
2: <laughs> it's obviously an amazing experience to go in this tunnel and be inside of John Malkovich. And, uh... And, Again, when I'm saying you, John you, Malkovich, you, I mean the actor John Malkovich. But you're, playing only, himself. you're
1: only in it for 15 minutes. You're only in him yeah. for 15 minutes and then you you fall out of the sky in New Jersey.
2: He goes and tells the femme fatale in the office about this and she's like, yeah, we should start selling tickets to this. Everyone will love to do this.
0: Uh, I just feel like there's like so many good moments that we're skipping over and I just want to keep like yeah. butting into it. But I'll, I'll let you go, I'll let you go.
2: Yeah, just, I, I don't want to like be doing the plot forever. So we'll just do the Cliff Notes version and then we can go into yes, detail. Yes. Go for it. After. Go for it. Um, so then uh, he tells his uh, wife at home about the portal and she's like, I got to try this. She tries it once and is like, this is the most amazing experience of my life. It's also kind of tapped into something within me and I think I might be trans. Um, so she just wants to keep doing it. But then when she does it, Next, she, um, the Fem fatale from the office is on a date with John Malkovich that she's managed to secure. Through that, she falls in love with Cameron Diaz in John Malkovich's body because she can feel both of their presence.
1: It hurts my brain too, but yeah.
2: <laughs> so she's like, I want to... I want to be in a relationship with you, but only if you stay in John Malkovich's head.
1: So then you cue some very weird sex scenes. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Uh, John Cusack, uh, he cottons onto this, and then he um, decides to pretend to uh, the femme fatale that Cameron Diaz is in the brain when he's actually in the brain and he locks Karen Diaz in a cage in their apartment, so she can't get out. <laughs> so then she then becomes attracted to John Cusack in John Malkovich's head, <laughs> and then eventually uh, wrangles it so that they uh, that he st- he can like stay in the head, and they build a life together. As John Cusack in John Malkovich, <laughs> and uh, he
1: like makes him quit acting and start being a
2: puppeteer. But then Karen Diaz, you know, gets out of the cage and then finds out that the office manager is actually behind the portal, and he has been traveling into John Malkovich's bloodline for hundreds of years so that he can never die and he's planning to be the next person to go into John Malkovich and stay in there when John Malkovich turns 44 because that's when it has to happen. Um, But this time he's going to take a whole bunch of other old people and Cameron Diaz so they can all live in John Malkovich together. (laughs) So eventually it it all comes to a head. They force John Cusack back out of the body (laughs) Then uh, Catherine Keener, the film Fatal, and um, Cameron Diaz realize that they're just in love with each other. They um, stay with each other outside of John Malkovich. Uh, all the old people go into John Malkovich, take over. And then John Cusack finds the portal and goes into the baby that Catherine Keener and John Malkovich had together so that he can watch Catherine Keener for the rest of his life through the child. And that's the <laughs> film. The, uh, <laughs> the total, totally normal, average, <laughs> standard being John Malkovich. I have so <laughs> many questions
1: <laughs> and things I want to talk about. Who's going first?
2: You go first, Lisa. Jump in. Was
1: this... Film created, like written, mm-hmm. and it was always going to be Malkovich. Or did Charlie Kaufman write a script that was like being blank line, like, and they had to find someone that would agree to do it? Or did they write the whole thing and then be like, John Malkovich, hey, I wrote this really weird thing. Would you be willing to like be this person? Like, what do you? Does anyone have an answer to that?
0: Yeah, I, I the I had the same thought when I was watching it. I was like, yeah.
2: So according to IMDb. Charlie Kaufman had no backup actors in mind to play themselves in the title role if John Malkovich couldn't appear in the film, and every time somebody offered to produce a film on the condition that a different actor be used, Kaufman adamantly refused, even when Malkovich himself made the offer. Wow.
0: Wait, so, like, it was always Malkovich, John Malkovich. Like,
1: he wrote a script uh, being John Malkovich, yeah.
2: Yes, and then it had to be John Malkovich. Isn't
1: that the fucking um, weirdest thing? This movie's like an <laughs> ass, this movie's like an acid trip, but it totally works. Like it's not fucking nonsensical. It's so like, weird. yeah.
0: Everything has a purpose. Everything yes. has its place. Like every little detail yeah. is like worked out. And I, I can yeah. And even when you say that, when you think about it, like. John Malkovich is such a perfect vehicle for Absolutely, it as well.
1: Absolutely, yes. Because it's not mm. like it's like Brad Pitt or someone. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like
2: I can see. But, but sidebar: Brad Pitt shows up in this, which I totally forgot <laughs> yes, <thought> about. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is so many caveats um, in that last uh, in that last yeah, bit, like well, Sean like, Penn. And- what
2: What film has John Malkovich, Sean Penn, Andy Dick? Charlie Sheen <laughs> and Hanson. I can't think of any other films. And was, that Winona, was Winona
1: Ryder in there as well? I swear she was I in that, that audience shot. I swear.
2: Uh, maybe. I I might have missed her. I definitely saw Andy Dick and Hanson in that. In yeah, that I saw Andy shot.
0: Dick and Hanson. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. It's like, what the hell?
2: <laughs> Se- uh, our second Hanson appearance in films we've done after detention. So. Love Wait, it. are
0: they in Detention?
2: There's there's songs they're in songs detention. detention. Okay. <laughs> it's it is just such a singular film. And uh, like our last episode we had our um tenuous swap and I watched True Stories on Brendan's recommendation. And that's another like unique, crazy film. But and this film is very much the same, but like I really like, the plot and the humour really brought this to the next level for me. Mm.
1: So, but just with with you saying that it's a singular film, I feel yeah. like Charlie Kaufman is, like, he's trying to, like, nut out something, like... he's
0: Yeah, he's he, constantly trying in, to figure something out yeah, in every in, film.
1: In this, and then you get, um, even though, like, Michelle Gondry made it... Um, Eternal, Eternal sunshine. sunshine. He's sort of like, he's like, I'm nearly there. And then like, crawling out mm-hmm. in bloody Synecdoche, New York, which is like, mm-hmm. like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> but you can see he's really trying to like, this. there's these themes that for whatever reason, they're like, have a hold of him. It's really strange. He's such an Yeah, odd guy. when you're in
0: um, John Malkovich's brain, like when they're in the subconscious and they're like, me- messing about, that, f- that very much felt like... uh yeah, Eternal Sunshine.
1: Yeah. Um, and then wait, mm. is adaptation him too? It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. also similar, like that weird Nicolas Cage.
0: And then you have like the, the scene where Malkovich goes into his own mind and all he sees is Malkovich, himself, Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's so like that have you guys watched Anomalisa? Like
1: No. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, no, so, like, yeah, which which the puppetry in this is so like reminiscent of that as well.
0: Yeah, that too, as well as the fact that everyone's face looks the same, just like an anomalisa, like that mm-hmm. everyone has the same face and voice, like so. It's just yeah. like these little parts that I'm like, oh man, like he must have like thought about that, and then a new movie came to mind, you know.
1: I just love that John Malkovich like fully just like dived into this movie in which Cameron Diaz describes him as a vagina. <laughs> it's like it's like he's a vagina (laughs) because of the way you can like go into him i just yeah it's something else and i feel like if somebody if a writer contacted you you'd be like how are people going to perceive me doing this like are people going to think i'm a real narcissist or yeah
2: yeah i think he just put his complete Trust in this because I mean, yeah. like this film depicts like his child. Like we see snippets of his childhood yes. where he's watching his parents have sex. He's pissing himself in front of people. He's being tortured S- by he's his sniffing parents. panties. Like. He-
0: like- <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. sniffing
2: panties, <laughs> yeah. like uh, he's on the couch with a girl calling him a pervert. Like, you know, there's so many times we see in movies where actors play themselves and they're like playing like an exaggerated or like, a, you know, a villainized version of themselves. But I feel like this takes it to the next level where, mm. you know, he really would have had no, you know, he would have had complete trust to, to be able to do this to himself.
1: And it's funny, it's funny that the – um All those early kind of Malkovich memories, which you don't know if they're real or not, they're all really Mm. sort of like vile or painful. And then in Eternal Sunshine, all those childhood memories that they go through are all like really sweet and romanticized. (laughs) It's like two sides of this coin or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Such a trip.
2: I think, you know, when we started this podcast, you know, one of the reasons I chose Body Swap Films to do a podcast about is because of the amount of you know subtext that can be in them, and like the th- the themes they can explore, but so many of the films that we do just explore the one thing over and over and over again. Like what would it like? Do you have a different set of genitals? You know, and like this is a film that truly you know, takes advantage of what a body swap film can actually talk about. It it
1: even says, like, this calls into question the nature of self and the existence of a soul. It's like it actually really explores, you know, like on a deeper level other than just like, I have toots now or whatever, you know? (laughs) And, like,
2: it's amazing that it's taken this long for us to come across a movie that's actually... Outright said that Yeah Because I don't think Anyone has Brendan ever said I that Brendan and I Have been
1: saying Let's do this movie The whole time <laughs> You're the one That has <laughs> like Refused to let us <laughs> this but was made in the 90s all- as well this is made in the 90s as well it's been waiting for us it's like i'm over here the best body swap <laughs> movie
2: but do you understand what it would have been like if we just started the podcast we did hot chick freaky friday Bean john malkovich all yes, the good I know shit and then it would be like
1: agitator banter <laughs> i know what you like i know it gets you no. off <laughs>
2: No, but it, we would literally just be doing fucking Sam for the rest of eternity. Cause we've already gone <laughs> through all the good shit. Like <laughs> you gotta like mix them
1: up. Okay. That's we fair, gotta that's mix fair. them
2: up or else this will literally be torture. We've got to have this good shit to look forward to. Like as much as, you know, we, we're begging people to review us so we can do face off. Like, you know, that's another thing we can look forward to at some point. Like it's a good thing that we haven't done it yet. What I uh, did appreciate this film, that it was willing to get quite dark Um and the characters, you know, could be very unlikable. And John Cusack is a terrible character. Like the character he plays is an awful person. And, I, you know, I'd forgotten most of this film. Like when it started, I'm like, is this our lead? Like are we going to have to empathize with this piece of shit? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I was quite happy when he essentially turned to, you know, he, it was basically his villain origin story. He turned yeah. into the villain by the end.
1: I just wanted to cut uh, his hair and like scrub him so badly. He just so like <laughs> grimy. It's horrible. And then
2: when he swapped into and started controlling John Malkovich's he body, he made him grimy. So he yeah. turned him into himself. Like yeah. that yeah. terrible haircut. And- Disgusting. So, what did you think of John Malkovich? as John Cusack do you think it was a solid swap performance could you see John Cusack coming through
1: I feel like Brendan was saying it like that thing of like you know it's sort of ramping up to he he did do this amazing progression of you know in the beginning he can sort of feel like what just happened someone just said something but I it was me but I didn't say that and Yeah, yeah he has complete control over like the, how much he's turning the volume up on it and then mm-hmm. you know when his hair is all disgusting and he's all grimy John Cusack like has fully taken over it's like a different person he he does it so mm. well it's incredible yeah he's got
0: the mannerisms he's got like yeah, yeah. The, the walk the the swagger he's yeah. lost yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> Performance that I kept thinking of as probably the closest we've come to this uh, was Steve Martin and All of Me in that you know that fight for having your own to body fight for or... his body back, yeah, 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 yeah sure. But, al- but also, but one like the pitch perfect impersonation of who's going to be like taking over his body, so, yeah, um, yeah, nah, fantastic. At- is his like i mean it's john it's john fucking malkovich Yeah. he's, he's a great actor
1: <laughs> at the time like what did people think of this movie was it like revelatory or did it like struggle or
2: no, nah, this film was a, a hit straight yeah, away. Like yeah. people, people got it. Yeah. It became a thing straight away, mm. as it should have, and it and it launched. You know, this is a debut film, and obviously, it launched his career. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Um, it's amazing as well. Uh, how you know, it, you do have this total bombshell, Cameron Diaz, and they, they just made her mm-hmm. look like shit the whole time, and she just went in on that like no worries <laughs> and. Maybe that she isn't someone... I don't know if you've ever... Like, what other performances have you seen from her where... Not that she's, like, not hot, but mm. she plays, like, an odd sort of person or, you know, it, 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 he really gets the best out of... It's like um in Adaptation as well, Nicolas Cage, like... He, you know, mm. he really gets these amazing performances out of unlikely places, I feel.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I don't think we've seen Cameron Diaz do this performance in another film. No. No. And, you know, like, Catherine Keener is just so good as, as Maxine as Maxine. And well. even, yeah. even
1: that was just quite a departure for her because she normally plays like, I don't know, like, she's never, like, Maxine was a bitch. Like- <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, she... I, the other film I always think of with her is Hamlet 2, where she plays a, a complete bitch as sure, well. Sure, I
1: guess. But even that, I, yeah. it was played for laughs. This was like, she was yeah. like evil, sort of.
0: But I, I don't but- know. I feel like, uh, what was it, Death to Smoochie as well? She has that, that I character. I
1: haven't, <laughs> haven't seen that. I feel like, it, for me, yeah. I just get this real, like, I think she's beautiful and sexy and all the rest.
0: Yeah.
1: Spoilers yeah. for later. But um, she's always like this really sort of nurturing lovely yeah, like 40
2: year old virgin yeah but. yes yeah. totally
1: totally and yeah. um you know she's the mum in uh where the wild things are and um yeah yeah this is just was she was a femme fatale like it Which was she played yeah, it perfectly
0: just just shows her range because i i yes. be the complete opposite like experience of her like yeah like all those films that we that? talked about yeah, like that's weird. I, 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 I see this as her like wheelhouse like her her like comedic timing and just how well she does at, at this sort of character is, mm. like, awesome as well. Like, yeah. like, I loved Maxine in this. Even though she is, like, she's not even a villain. She's just someone who's confident in herself. Like, that's why mm. she doesn't even care about going into John Malkovich's head. Like, she is already happy with who she is. Like... Sh-
2: yeah. Yeah, you know funny. what I mean? And I- she's she's very open and honest with everyone. Like, John Cusack, she's, she's like... I don't want to sleep with you. I don't find you attractive. But yeah. then when she does, she just says it. Like I uh, now I do, and she and just says with, what she wants.
1: The same with Cameron Diaz. She's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, only as Malkovich. Like she's like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Whereas you have these like contrasting characters who are like in this relationship that should have been over ages ago, mm. and they and it mm. takes them going into someone else's body to like ex- to you know take these steps. Whereas like. Cusack's character is like, you know, trying to cheat on the side. And then, you know, uh, yeah, it's all just passive and stuff, where she's just like, no, I'm.
1: Up and down the line. Yeah, Yeah,
0: completely.
2: Yeah. um, And I think this film is quite uh, ahead of its time in terms of how willing it is to talk about lesbianism and trans issues and like exploring, uh, you know, the trans experience through a body swap, which is something we haven't seen all that much. I mean, like, Sam. Our last episode, Sam, uh, she <laughs> Falls wanted to have yeah she she wanted to have a gender reassignment surgery just to get back to her original body. Whereas I feel that this is a lot more of a nuanced take. It kind of uh, unlocks something in Cameron Diaz that she didn't realise was there, and kind mm. of realised something herself by having this experience. So yeah, I, I thought. I didn't expect to see that. And obviously, like, there are a couple of things that haven't aged well in terms of, like, some of the language that's used in this film (laughs) probably wouldn't be used now. Sure, um, yeah. But I think it's quite progressive for the time.
1: Yeah. And I feel like they did do the trope of, it's like... Oh, all of a sudden, my body is different. You know, like you get the normal dick. Where's my dick? But Cameron Diaz was in that body, and she loved it. She was like, yeah. "Ooh, yeah. that feels yeah. good." It was like that was the <laughs> first yeah. time. It was really funny.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and so refreshing. Like because you know, usually we have the horror and the screaming. Yes. It was just like, it, I've it,
1: got a dick it, now. And, Woohoo! Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like straight off the bat, she's just loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another film that this uh, quite reminded me of that we've covered on the show before was Dave Made a Maze. I feel like yeah. this is the film that Dave Made a Maze wanted, was really trying to be. <laughs> did, you, did you see? Did you see that comparison? Yeah, I, did, I did. Yeah, think
1: I could see that. what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the whole thing of like him them going through the little door and it being like not knowing where you, where you're gonna go and it being really disorienting. And yeah, I did. I mm-hmm. did think of that as well.
2: But I feel like Dave made a maze wanted us. To relate to the main character, whereas this film's like uh, actually this main character character's a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> even though they were essentially the same character. Hmm.
0: Like, yeah, I obviously like both films, but like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna take any uh, umbrage with like Charlie Kaufman is like my favorite writer. Like, as far as yeah, yeah, any any anyone's like body of work, this this guy, I guess, just yeah. Seems to be hitting all the the things I want to th- I think about and stuff. So, so just
1: yeah. just on a day to day level, is Charlie Kaufman okay? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like that. You know, it's like you okay, hun? Like, it, it, uh, is he? <laughs> Like, how can you have all these thoughts in your head and, like, be functioning and, like, making dinner and taking out the garbage? I just was like, how can you... <laughs> do you know, like, what he's-, what he's like? Does he have a family? Does he... Do you know what I mean? What do you know about him?
2: Yeah.
0: Like, he he seems just like a, a really meek personality. Like, he... And-, and so many of these characters, and he says it himself, like, he's just writing honestly and I think that's really how he is like okay is because he's just like Maxine he's just like fuck it this is when I'm a terrible person this is the terrible person that I am when I'm a you know these he are say the things he's I writing, worry about you he say
1: he's writing honestly like there's no portal to uh John Malkovich's brain like
0: <laughs> but it's that, that, I mean? it's that yeah yeah sure but it's yeah. like that that uh ground, like those grounded characters in sure. this craziness that we mm-hmm. anch- like we actually anchored to like the actual uh humanity of what's going on in these films yeah. like he, I, I bet you he would like. I haven't seen him talk about this or or think about this uh, film in particular, but a hundred percent he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm John Cusack." Like he would see himself in that sort of light. Like, whoa, uh, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I- <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> But like, but I at know. least he's
2: self-aware enough to write himself as the villain.
0: Mm. Yeah, and to be like, I don't <laughs> want to be that guy, and yeah. you know, I try not to. But I can see myself in John Cusack, and I, I could I could say the same thing. Like, I could be John Cusack. I try not to be. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I I'm
1: know. the monkey.
0: <laughs> i don't know i'm not in
1: this movie
2: <laughs> i i definitely appreciated the fact that they did put the monkey in this film i love a good and it had chimpanzee. A, it had its own
1: weird <laughs> little own, arc. own little weird narrative where you saw its life yeah, yeah that was is, yeah. wasn't that bizarre um yeah also nothing okay, nothing's
0: wasted in this i'm film. gonna
1: tell you was that a real monkey yeah. yeah, There is no fucking way I would do that. Chimps are so dangerous, Paul. There's no fucking way. It no, was I beautiful. I want to that. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It would pull your face off if given the opportunity. I would – Cameron Diaz deserves an Oscar for that, like for bravery,
2: for
0: Being best bravery. Uh, there's tied up. no way. <laughs>
1: there's no
2: way one thing i have to say about this film that's probably like it is a comedy but i think people don't focus on it enough that this film is actually like laugh out loud funny i i think there's so many hilarious moments in this film like through the darkness there are some fantastic moments in this film like did you guys find it Successful as a comedy, it
1: it is. It's very like it's a very sneaky comedy. I feel like it it it's like you have to be smart enough to understand the jokes. They're not
0: on show. It's not yes, but it's like little snide comment kind of stuff. And it's
1: really quiet, but it will be really funny. Yeah, totally, totally.
0: The bit the bit that probably
2: made me laugh the most is when they go to see the um the manager, and he keeps. Uh, talking about the receptionist. He's like, yeah. yeah, sorry about the <laughs> current at reception. <laughs> he just keeps saying a- <laughs> that bit. And uh, when John Malkovich is uh, eating, uh, waiting for Maxine to come for dinner and the guy comes and talks about his favorite performance and, and he uses language I can't repeat on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he's talking about his brother, that that bit was very funny. I don't know if they'd be able to do that joke nowadays, but I think it... It is a very clever joke because it. I, I think the point is the the language that was used. So I
0: was going to say, like the the whole assistant se- like scene, um, with yeah. with her her like not getting his name right and being like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like, <laughs> <keeps Yeah>. on- <laughs> and then yeah, and then when he meets when he meets the the boss. And the boss is like, I'm sorry about this speech impediment. And he's talking perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, just all those beats. And that like, that assistant is like completely aware of what she's doing. And she's like a horrible person. I love it. It was hilarious.
2: <laughs> what did you guys think of Charlie Sheen as himself in this film? I totally forgot he was in this yeah, film. Yes,
1: same here. I was like, <laughs> yeah. it really blew my mind that it was him. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, are they like legit friends in real life? You know what I mean? You'd hope. Uh, well, I don't think he'd be
2: friends with... John Malkovich, she's probably friends with Charlie Kaufman, I'm guessing. Or Spike Jones. That's the connection? Probably probably Spike Jones, I would say, would be the connection.
0: Okay. Mm. It was, (laughs) yes, really far out, wasn't
2: it? (laughs) But I love, like, so the film is initially set in 1999, and then it's set seven years later, and that's how they thought. That Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen with was age, was yes, so By 2006, mm. he's already like completely bald and like fat, white hair.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> little did they know he'd age horribly in a completely different way. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
2: we get to hot or not yes let's do it are they a toot or a boot are they ugly or cute tell me if they're hot or not
1: ding, ding. 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 Everyone. ding.
2: Everyone, everyone is beautiful, beautiful in their way all right so john cusack as craig swartz hot or not Lucy, oh, oh,
1: that's a big knot. Terrible dude, and he was so grimy. His hair was bad. He looked like he needed to brush his teeth like a hundred times and just get all the grime off him. Um, but I like—I think John Cusack's a hottie with a body in real life. So <laughs> I just want that. Yeah. A, I want that out there.
0: Did the uh, him being a puppeteer work for you or not?
1: <laughs> not. <laughs> it, him in, him in, give me him and high fidelity a really like emotionally immature record store owner. That's my bread and butter, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> but an he emotionally puppet- immature puppeteer, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, he
2: did begin the film by doing a, a sex puppet show in front of a child and not stop, not having like the brain power to stop doing that. Yeah, so, he
0: was yeah. in the I moment. Mean, yeah. He was he was there. He wasn't looking up at his audience. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm going to give him a nod, even though, like, this era, John Cusack outside of this film is 100% definite hot. Yeah. Um, And I will the always- The transformation
0: get- here is just so, like, I forgot it was it was John Cusack, and when I started yeah. watching it, I was like, oh, wait, that's John Cusack.
1: Yeah.
2: John Cusack will always get a permanent hot because he wrote a role in one of his films specifically for Hilary Duff, so- I will always have a piece of my heart for him. So, um, yes. But sorry, John, you're a not in this film. Yeah. Cameron Diaz as Lottie Schwartz.
1: Go, Brendan.
0: Lottie Schwartz.
1: Go straight white male.
0: Uh, I I don't know why, like, you guys are like, like, they dress her down. But I feel like, first of all, if you put her outside today, she'd be a model. Like... She's got this big yeah. mop of hair. She's got, like, these hipster clothes. Like, I thought she would, like, fit right into today's fashion. Like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's definitely got that normcore look about her that mm. I think, you Yeah, know, she, she would She fly. definitely yeah. still
1: gets a heart. I feel like all she had to do, really, was, like, blow her hair back off her face. And it was like, there's that, like, angel's face. She's, like, yeah, yeah, she's very beautiful. Yeah.
0: Like, I bet she was covered in, in, like, cat and dog fur and stuff. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> the character that she plays. yeah, But for the most part, I'd, I'd still give her a hot. And
1: also, like, yeah. she's, like, you know, a super fit chick. Like, she's, yeah. like, got muscles and eat. they had to put her in those clothes because it would have made no sense for her character to, to look that way. <laughs> or you for John know what I mean? yeah. to cheat on yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give her a high as well. I thought she, yeah, you can't hide that beauty. Plus, her character was like so sweet, and she loved animals. Yeah,
1: but don't get in a cage with a chimp; that's very dangerous.
2: Well, I don't think it was her choice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or still, that's that's no, I'm not going near monkeys. Sorry.
2: Um, so Mac, uh, sorry, Catherine Keener as Maxine Lund. Holy, I have to, I have to say, like. Her fashion has aged very well. Mm. Like, all her outfits looked great still. She looked beautiful. She was like, just exude sex. Yeah. Uh. So, I, yeah,
1: definitely a hot for mm.
0: me. Yeah, I don't think there's real, yeah, a real debate here. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> Except, like, I would have uh, been afraid of her. She was very, she was really blunt. <laughs> I, I fear people like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she'd look at me and be like, um, eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like, she yeah. just uh, <laughs> just read you. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was a straight man, I don't think I would want to go near her. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have the confidence to go near her, but as something on a screen... She's a hot John Malkovich As John Horatio Malkovich
1: This is so fraught I don't know what to say (laughs) At the beginning We need to hear
2: Lucy's take on this. At the
1: beginning There is something about him Like even like You know He's more of a character actor I guess He isn't Brad Pitt Mm. But at the start You know His apartment is all clean Like his wallet And his key is laid out And he's like Very sharp And there's just something There's something about him Yeah totally suave so totally is a hot but then it's just fast forward to you know an hour into the movie and it's just like he's just like deteriorating so (laughs) what does he get half a hot i don't know
2: no there's no halves you have to either give him a hot or not well then
1: he's getting a hot yeah Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) brendan um yeah i'm i'm with lucy like the dude like i think it's just that that thing of like he has a sophistication uh, uh, that comes... And for him to also have that and then to play with that, uh, like his own rep... This film just like endears me to more to him, so yeah, he gets a hot from me as well. And
1: plus, he he is so talented. He's so talented.
2: And and the film like posits a universe where everybody wants to get inside of him, which kind of ups the attraction level. Like everyone's so obsessed (laughs) with him, and like but no one even knows what he
0: who he is. Like (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like he's in that Jewel Um, Thief movie, you know.
2: (laughs) And definitely, they had some like flashbacks to uh you know his early 20s and that and i i think he could have got it he
1: he could get it completely do they ever reference properly a film that he's in in the whole yeah movie? no <laughs> <laughs> that you know even john cusack's like john john cusack's like you know he was he played that jewel thief even though he knows it's wrong it's like he can't even <laughs> say he's like he's one of the greatest actors of our time he's like he played that Jill Thief one time like even he doesn't know any of the movies it's really funny yeah
2: because that documentary we see afterwards like they showed like a screenshot from Dangerous Liaisons but no one actually mentions it by name yeah Let's get to opinion swap where we find some interesting reviews of being John Malkovich from across the interwebs. Now, this one was extremely hard, so this is gonna be a very short segment today. Cause pretty much all the reviews on the internet is this is a masterpiece, I love it, life changing. So there's Malkovich not really can anything get. I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing really that uh yeah, mind blowing here.
0: I'd love to hear some people who hate it. I'd just be genuinely interested in, like, where they're coming from. I know Katrina didn't like it.
2: At all? (laughs) did you watch it with her this time? And she just didn't like it at all? What was her reasoning? She could be Uh, the opinion opinion swap this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically, she just thought it was weird and creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it
2: it is creepy, though. Like, I think that's the point. Mm, Like, the ending, especially. How fucking disturbing a concept is that ending? Where he's obsessed with both Karen Diaz and like uh, Catherine Keenan's characters, and is watching them through their daughter,
1: and he has like, no and he has no control. Life. He's like, look yeah. away, look away. Like he just has to. Yeah. He's just frozen. It's full on. It's yeah, yeah a
0: terrifying like it, like I like I've talked about like uh, being afraid of death or whatever, but I don't know. I feel like that could be worse. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Um, Okay, so this one's from Sophie on Letterboxd. She gives it four stars, and she says, you know you're fucked when you ask Charlie Sheen for advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very true. Very wise words, Sophie. Um, And I feel like, yeah, that's definitely another thing that would never have happened if they made this film nowadays, is having Charlie Sheen in that role. Right. Okay, and this one is from Kayla on Letterboxd, and she gives it four and a half stars and says, imagine how bad their house smelled with all those animals running around. Yeah. Ooh, dude. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but that being said, I still want a chimp,
1: so. I'm never, <laughs> e- that's so bad, Paul. Have you ever seen that thing of that woman's face that got pulled off? Like, or that Louis Thoreau yeah. documentary? You should never yeah. have an animal like that as a pet.
2: Boo! I want one of those little monkeys like in Friends that sit on your shoulder and groom you. Yeah, that no, was like, even, I think that'd be
1: fun. yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I I remember being in Kuala Lumpur and, like, we were in the park and there was some of those monkeys just, like, hanging out. We're like, oh, cool, look at those monkeys. And then, like, they started to surround us and then we mm. were like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah.
1: And so we start
0: to, like, walk off. Anytime we turned our back on them, they started running towards us. Of course and they as did. Soon as, yeah. as soon as we, like, turned to look, they're like, stop. And we had to, like, back out of this park, like, while constantly keeping our eyes. Like, we had our backs to each other. Like, it was a terrifying moment.
1: Yeah. I am, like, a vegetarian In like, 16 years. I love animals. And I know that you need to leave them the fuck alone. Like, <laughs> no.
0: But, you know, you would totally take a bat to one <laughs> if it was
1: coming at you. Oh,
2: mm, no. All right. Now it's time for our tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So, uh, Brendan, you can start.
0: Uh, all of Charlie Kaufman's uh, catalogue. There you go. <laughs> oh, all right. No, uh, I'll, I'll like try a little part. harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a... That's not even tenuous. So, you know, let's, let's try a little be better, a- eh?
2: Yeah, it can be, you know. A, and a also, like,
1: character. if you oh, no, if you no. love if you love Charlie Kaufman, you should like use this as an opportunity to.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure being John Malkovich is what I've already recommended on the show, so <laughs> isn't it? I, f- I feel like that's on the uh, on the uh, on the list.
2: I think it is, yeah.
0: Um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my job, you know. Uh, so being John Malkovich, there's some syllables in that name. Ah. <sighs> <sighs>
1: This, and- this is so ripe. There's so much to mine here. It's so easy. Yeah. And you're still doing this bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Hit us.
0: Have See- you guys watched the film The Kid Detective?
1: No.
2: No. I want to, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, isn't it weird? Like, The Kid Detective, being what John Malkovich, have the exact same... Amount of syllables.
1: I wish so
0: tenuous. I right? wish,
1: Paul, we could just go right now, just tit for tat, like m- movies that had the same syllables. But my brain doesn't work that fast. But keep going. It's, it's okay. hard.
0: I don't think you would. I don't think you would find any because there's none. Anyway, um, also this movie came out in 2020, and uh, Being John Malkovich came out in 1999. So they sort of sound similar.
2: Being John Malkovich has one more syllable than The Kid Detective, by the way. I just counted it out.
0: Are you sure? <laughs> being <laughs> John-, John
2: Malkovich, the be- kid detective.
1: Who says being? B be, you do you put an extra one there?
2: Being.
1: You went being. Be- you went being like that.
2: No, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> being John Malkovich.
1: Okay. The being King- John
0: Malkovich. Six. Oh, it is six. I just can't. <laughs> you, idiot. Um, do you want me to start again? <laughs>
2: no, continue. This is your recommendation. Now it's just shit. But anyway, can I'll find some other Guys, connection with this it. This is sure.
0: the one time I'll say my bad. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: but it is a really good movie so I feel like it's worth uh just uh, moving on so um the kid detective is a film uh that stars Adam Brody as um like an uh a kid like as a kid he was a detective think like the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, that like that sort of thing he was like solving crimes in his town and the the, the whole community knew who he was. They loved him um, until there was like the murder of this girl in in the, the town and they all looked to him to solve it and he never does. And for like his, his life, he, that's like the one case that's plagued him. And even though he stayed in the same town and nothing's changed, he's still a, a detective. Um, it's like... The one case that he that ne- he never solved, and like, just sort of keeps him in this like state of st-
1: what genre is it? Is it like family or is it drama?
0: Uh like it definitely like it definitely has drama elements in it. Like yeah. it's a it's a comedy drama mystery because okay. basically he's thirty two now, and uh, new evidence comes forth, uh, ah. and a, a new case that he's trying to solve to sort of redeem himself. Well, this
1: sounds right up my alley. I want to watch
0: it. It's like this awesome tone uh, shift of like this like quirky fun film, and then like this like seedy underbelly and um,
1: crime drama. Yeah. cool.
0: The dra- the dramatic notes like hit you so hard, and like you actually like I like the ending. I'm like, oh wow, that's that's beautiful. So. I highly recommend The Kid Detective.
2: How crazy is it that Adam Brody is playing a 32-year-old when he's 42? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Um... Like, is
0: it, I just find it weird that he's 42. He, like, he's mm. aging very well, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are, were aware, but after uh, being John Malkovich, Charlie Kaufman's next script that got produced was Hilary Duff's... First film appearance? Did you guys realize wait this?
0: for real?
1: This is the, <laughs> for real. What is it called? What is it called? <laughs> wild or what is it called?
2: It's called Human Nature.
1: Human Nature, yeah.
0: Human Nature. So, Hilary yeah, Duff's so, in that.
2: Yeah, she plays yeah. young Patricia Arquette, and mm. she has a hairy chest. So that was the first <laughs> yeah. time Hillary Duff's ever been in a movie. Um, and but I thought uh, she was like
0: a Disney darling, wasn't she? Any Disney films?
2: No, this was before. This was when she was even younger. This is pre. Uh, Casper Meets Wendy. This was um, pre-Lizzie McGuire.
0: I'm just laughing because you're like, your familiarity with her catalogue, that you know, Casper (laughs) and Wendy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: But anyway, so I think this is actually, you know, besides the fact that, you know, this started one of the um, most illustrious film careers of Hollywood history, uh, this is also a great film outside of that. Uh, So... Mm. uh, it's it's an underrated comedy. I feel, I feel. like because um, it was
1: yeah it was um, wedged in between this and what
2: adaptation.
1: Yeah, so it got Adapt- really overshadowed, but it is really good, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so this film stars Patricia Arquette, Reese Ifans, and Tim Robbins, um, and Peter Dinklage, who uh, also a, a early role with him. And it's about a man that was raised by apes falling in love with a woman that has uncontrollable body hair that grows all over her body. Um and him being forced into like a science experiment and it uh, it's all about nature versus nurture and it's really funny and sh- as strange as you'd expect anything from Charlie Kaufman to be. Um
1: and did, yeah, mi- did really... Michelle Gondry direct? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, uh yeah.
0: is it is it um like when was the last time you watched it? Because I, I remember a lot of it, but probably as long ago as John Malkovich. Like I, I need to yeah, it's it's been it. a
2: yeah, it's been a while. Um, but I remember I've watched it a couple of times and I enjoyed it both times. I just feel like it's and a, look, Brendan, it's got Hillary Duff in it.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, that's all he needs to know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that that's all you need. Um. So yeah. Uh. Human nature. Give it a go. Uh. Lucy, what's yours?
1: Okay. So I'm doing a Spike Jones documented, uh, a Spike Jones directed documentary mm-hmm. called Torrance Rises. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No. So it documents the journey, and it's like the behind the scenes, and then it documents the journey, and it's like I'm in on this joke, and I don't know if you are, so I won't talk about it properly for anyone, but it's uh, anyone listening that understands, I know the joke, so don't call me stupid. Yeah, so it it documents the journey of the dance group that were in the Praise You video for Fatboy Slim and how they get invited to perform at the MTV Music Awards. And, you know, they're just some amateur dance group that did that crazy dance in the mall
0: to the Fatboy Slim
1: song. And it's uh, the documentary about that, Torrance Rises. Very funny.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome. I think I heard something about it when it came out, but mm. I never
1: yeah, watched so it. Yeah, so his name, the guy, the choreographer's name is Richard Cofey. It's all centred around Richard Cofey. Yeah.
2: No, I'm, I'd be keen to watch that at some point, so mm. it sounds
0: good. No, no, she'll yeah. recommend it to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll end up having to watch it anyway.
1: <laughs> I think that, um, you know, the way, uh, however many years ago, there were these great DVDs you could buy, the Michelle Gondry, the Spike Jones, the Chris Cunningham that had all their crazy cool... Back Cut along like, yeah, uh, those
2: box sets. Yeah, which yeah, I r-
1: probably still have it somewhere. I think it, Torrance Rises might have been on Spike Jones as one of those. I think, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's a way to see it if it's not out there.
2: All right, so where are we ranking Being John Malkovich among the films we've watched for the podcast?
1: This is hard because... Like, you know, the top of the list is your real, like, archetypal body swap movies. And because this doesn't feel mm. like that, but it's such a great movie, it's hard to, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like that's how I, I was, like, trying to do my list. But more and more, I feel regret when I look down mm. <laughs> and yes. see, no, I, like, I, certain I films. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'll, I'm going to start and I'm going to put in number one.
1: Huh? Being oh, John Malkovich
0: wow. is going to be my number one.
1: <laughs> it's better than the hot chick? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, hot chick, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I will say, like, Heart and Souls, like, I I do love a lot, and but I am still going to put it above that, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: All right, I am going to put it in the top. Five, I think it's going to be number four. So after, it doesn't you, think hot it's name, better than hot he puts Chick. The hot Chick. <laughs> <laughs> Your name, Freaky, the Hot Chick, and V. John Malkovich. Obviously, on a filmmaking level, uh, they're leagues apart. But Hot Chick is just a film that just makes me feel so good when I watch it. Like it's just a comfort movie, and this film is great. But it, there's. It's It's not a comfort movie
1: for sure. It's it's (laughs) too
2: deep to be a comfort movie, so I have to put it below The Hot Chick. So it's in between The Hot Chick and Heart and Souls, which is, I think, very good company. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm putting it after Heart and Souls and um, it before The Hot Chick. So my top five is Big, Heart and Souls... Being John Malkovich, the hot chick, and your name.
0: There we go. Cool.
2: You know, as much as as much as we disagree about stuff, our, our top fives are pretty similar to each pretty other. Pretty consistent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apart from detention in in Brendan's. Yeah, uh, I li- didn't Lucy like having it, like near the bottom. <laughs> Next episode, I think we truly uh, need to go in the other direction. Something a little bit less cerebral. So. Um, I think it's time for us to return to the Shaggy Dog extended universe and do <laughs> the 1976 sequel, The Shaggy DA, oh, where district where a district attorney candidate finds himself transformed into a sheepdog. Mm-hmm. So
0: <laughs> what the hell? I, I I'm, I've been revived a bit. Yeah, I'll do a few more episodes. You can live a little longer. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i i think uh it's just inane enough to be entertaining <laughs> so I, i'm looking forward to that one until then i was paul mitzi and uh you're a piece of shit if you don't review us on itunes
1: i was lucy thomas please accept my apology for what paul just said
0: and i was brandon levi um uh i hear that uh i don't have anything to say. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> see, you bye. see you later bye, bye. bye. The Swellcast
2: podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.